Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, welcome to episode 37 of the Fumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast. We've got an interesting episode lined up. We're actually going to redo a rookie draft in a Superflex Titan Premium League. So the draft will be kind of team need agnostic. We're going to try and picture what a team's needs would be who who do have that pick, i.e. first pick, third pick, etc., and uh, just try and reassess what we've learned after five weeks of NFL action and what our, uh, what we think the picks would uh, be, knowing what we know now. So with me to break it all down, first of all, I have Mo. Giddy up. <laughs> and we have Chiggs. Hey, hey. Evening all. Uh, so um, before we get right into the nuts of this uh and i know we'll be covering some of these rookies but uh, chase claypool what a performance four touchdowns <laughs> absolutely absolutely immense and uh i don't know if he'll make our list today but uh what was the dude's name travis fulgham of the fulgham, eagles correct yes yeah, he's, so, unfortunately uh, he's not a rookie though oh is he not a rookie okay he's just the who's who of who's that i've never heard his name before <laughs> He's this week, Cedric Wilson. Yep. Yeah. And uh, just before we get into the episode, thoughts with Dak Prescott. It's a horrible injury. You know, um, whether you support the Cowboys, dislike them, hate them, whatever, I think everyone's rooting for a speedy recovery for Dak. So um, get well soon, Dak. And, uh, you know, hopefully you're back on the field playing, uh, playing very soon. So... Order then. We'll stick to the order of our draft that we had in our Dynasty League. Chiggs, you take picks 1, 4, 7, etc. I'll take picks 2, 5, 8, etc. And then Mo, you do 3, 6, 9, 12, and so on. So Superflex, tight end premium, uh, half point PPR for running backs and full point PPR for wide receivers. 1.5 PPR for tight ends. Chiggs, who's your 101? Joe Burrow, very easy. Uh, it was pre-draft. It was, you know, once once everyone landed, he was the number one. And he still is, even probably more so now. He looks absolutely awesome, obviously, yesterday aside. Um, you know, the Ra- the Ravens is a tough game for anyone anyway. But up until up until then, he's looked he's looked superb. You know, he's obviously making some um, mistakes that, you know, you'd expect from all rookies, but yeah, he's, he's, you know, he's delivering on what he think he's, he's going to be. I think he's going to be a very, very good, uh, good, good QB in this league. I agree. Um, yeah, yesterday was a bit of a stinker, and the Ravens did dominate them in so many ways. But uh, Burrow showed some really good flashes, some good pocket presence. Mo, any disagreement on Burrow at one? Uh, nope, I'm good. Cool. I'll go number two. I think this is a fairly difficult one, knowing what we know so far. But I think it's still Tua. Most likely, if you're a team that's picking second, you had a stinker of a season, chances are you probably need quarterback help. Now, if you don't, then that opens up another debate altogether. But I think in Superflex, Tua's still the guy. And we've seen from Fitz that that's an offense that has weapons and can put up points. So eventually Tua will come in and I think he's gonna inherit a good good team it's just whether Fitz can keep up this level and keep Tua out but no Tua is number two for me still no change on that Mo you're up at number three this is where I have a problem here 
difficult choice here. It's between either CEH, CD Lamb, or Herbert. And just because it's a super flex and Herbert looked amazing the last two games, um, I'm gonna have to go with Justin Herbert. It, it, it's a tricky one, uh, and again, it'll come down to team need. But uh, he's looked good. He's Correct. looked good yeah. in the time he's played, and against some pretty good defenses at that. You know, Chiefs are good defense. Bucks are a good defense, and uh, he's looked good. Hard to argue that. I may have gone a different way, but hard to argue. Chiggs, who's yeah. your one at three? Um, yeah, Justin Herbert for me for sure. I think um, you know just the the value of quarterbacks in, in Superflex. Um, you know, he's a starting QB. You know, I think he's been named the starter for the season now. Because obviously, one of the worries for people was him sitting behind Tyrod. But you know, he he looked looked really good in his first start against KC. Um, obviously, you know, he's going to make some of those mistakes that rookies do. But you know, look to put up um, about twenty eight odd points against Tampa, mm. and that's a good defense. So um, yeah, really like really like Justin Herbert. At number three. Okay. Yeah, I think in Superflex that completely makes sense. And we're seeing in other leagues the scarcity of the position in the Superflex league as well. So then it's on you, Chiggs. Are you still taking your boy CEH or are you diverting? Uh, see, this is the tricky one, right? I think um, obviously I'm you know, a big, big CD Lamb fan. Um, I can make a very, very, very strong case for him to go here at number four, but I still think CEH uh, in a dynasty league format um, edges it for me at number four. You know, he's um, he's looked good. He, he hasn't blown the doors off, but you know, I didn't think we would expect anyone to really uh, with the sort of limited off season and obviously, you know, just. Um, that lack of practice time for rookies, right? Especially running backs when you're having to learn the blocking assignments as well to protect your quarterback. Um, but at the same time, you know, he's flashed some really nice stuff. You know, that his ability to make people miss, uh, his um, pass catching ability, which ironically, you know, in the first game he played, I think he didn't have any catches, but he still had like 20 odd carries. So I think he's going to be the feature guy. He's getting the workload and he's just in that offense. Um, yeah, I think still think CEH. Yeah, it, it probably does come down to one of two players, and I'm going to take the second of those. So when we did our rookie draft, it was Jonathan Taylor quite clearly for me. But now I think CD Lamb has, um, you know, gone past Taylor. The the worry normally with uh, receivers is how long it takes them to become a thing as rookies, and historically running backs were the position that would hit the ground running. Um, you know, as I think we're having a conversation before, they're the ones who, from the get-go, start getting you 20, 25 points in these PPR-type leagues. But it's been harder for running backs this year um, with no preseason training, having to learn so much more of the playbook, where C.D. Lamb has shone. He's been really good just watching him. He's definitely um, usurped Michael Gallup as the number one slash number two. So, yeah, C.D. Lamb, number five for me. Quite easy pick. Mo, number six. Could go with who's left over there. Um, going with Jonathan Taylor. I mean, uh, unfortunately, you know, game scheme hasn't been in his, in his, in his favor at the moment. Uh, but I, I still thought he was the best running back coming out in the draft. And he's in an ideal situation uh, there with a nice, strong offensive line in Indy. Um, however, just, again, uh, River just hasn't been playing 
up to you know old rivers of old. So uh, um, it's kind of hurting him a little bit, but he's still you know he's still putting up solid numbers. I mean he's he's a reliable running back too. Um, yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Okay, any arguments around that, Chicks? You've taken someone uh, else. No, I, I think you know other than um, James Robinson, you know the the rookie running backs haven't really sort of uh, delivered. But, you know, you're banking on his talent, the opportunity, you know, that offensive line. And hopefully, you know, as the season progresses, either Rivers pulls his act out or, you know, um, they make a QB change. I, I, I think the, the the thing for Jonathan Taylor has been uh, the lack of volume as well. You know, he's obviously once Marlon Mack went down, you'd hope that Jonathan Taylor would be, you know, that workhorse back. And they're still using Naeem Hines in there a bit. Um, so I just want to see him use him a bit more, but yeah, I think I think it's going to take time for him to, you know, I think I think the commentators yesterday made a point that, you know, Marlon Mack, knowing how the line works, stuff he's seeing gaps open up, whereas Taylor's kind of missing it. I think there was one yesterday where he, if he had broken right, he had a load of open field to run into, and he kind of cut back left into traffic. Um, you know, that, that'll come with experience. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. Six. Um, yeah, so I'm. I think again, because it's dynasty, I'm going to stick with the running backs and J.K. Dobbins. Okay, it's a, it's a tricky one, but I just think the you know there's a reason why the running backs were going where they were. You know, when we were drafting before, I can still see. Uh, Dobbins having that you know, running back one upside. It's a bit of a messy situation there with obviously Ingram and uh, Gus Edwards, but at the same time, you know when when he's been on the field, he's he's scoring. You know he's had a few touchdowns, made some nice plays. I think once that backfield sort of clears itself out a bit, I think you know Dobbins obviously they they see something in Dobbins. That's why they drafted him where they did, and you know that offense is still still firing so are you are you concerned that ravens as a team just look like they're rushing it less this year because even ingram struggled you know people thought ingram would be great and dobbins would be slowly making his move but they've they've all sort of struggled even lamar to an extent has struggled i think teams are trying to force them to throw more is that worrying you about dobbins a, a little bit but at the same time you know, I, I think they can scheme for that. And bear in mind, one of Dobbins' biggest strengths is his pass-catching ability. You know, as I say, for me, the issue has been that they, they haven't really featured any one guy, right? Like, they're all getting bits and pieces. And it's, it's just too many. It, it reminded me of kind of when Alvin Kamara was at the Saints and he had, I think, Adrian Peterson and um, or someone else had him. I think he was the third back on the depth chart. And then as soon as he took over the job, you know, he he was like the main guy. Um, all kind of all hell broke loose, and I, I I can still see that with Dobbins in that offense. I know I know they haven't rushed the ball as well as they have done previously, but again, right? Is it a case of like the limited off season? You know, I think you'll find teams start to find their feet as the season kind of goes on, right? Yeah, no, I don't. 
I don't blame you on Dobbins. I'm a big fan of the talent there as well. Um, so then it comes on to me at eight. Now, this is where I'm moving away from my thoughts preseason. I was big on DeAndre Swift. I thought he would be the guy. Turns out they decided to go AP as the guy. Typical Lions. Uh, so as you mentioned, <laughs> I think James Robinson is now the guy to have um, if you were doing a rookie draft. He's been arguably the best of all running backs. He's being used in the passing game as well. Minshew's looking for him on those um, short passes when receivers are being covered. So I think Robinson is now a top top 10 sort of rookie um, for dynasty purposes. Any disagreements or disputing that? From, would you have taken someone else, perhaps, Mo? No, I think, I think I'm good with that. He just needs to learn how to... Uh... Kind of, if he's gonna throw the ball, throw the ball and not fumble. <laughs> but uh, that's that's about it. Outside that, I I I, I can't criticize that big. Um, now, if, 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 if <laughs> the worst skip- fourth down I think I've ever seen it was dreadful. Uh huh. It happens. It's the Jags. Um. Uh, but yeah, outside. I mean, if, if if you did not pick him, I was gonna pick him next. So I, I like that pick. Okay. So who 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 do you take then? Seeing as Robinson's gone. Ah. Uh, this is where I'm gonna. This is where it gets kind of funky for me. Um, I might be leaning towards Justin Jefferson here. I think I go with Justin Jefferson. Um, uh, I think he uh, he's he's gonna be the number two guy. Yesterday's game, I, I didn't see um, didn't see him targeted as much. Um, however, you know, I, I think in you know that one big game he had the other week. Um, he's he his talents there. He's you know he, he's kind of playing the slot, playing on the outside. You know he's got he's got versatility, um, and uh, they need someone next to Thielen, and um, he's he's going to emerge as the number one wide receiver there. Uh, I, I think it's just I, I I think I always liked him. I mean, I, I kind of liked him. I kind of kind of criticized him a little bit, but I mean, he's after watching the, the highlights of that game, you can see he's got some star level talent, and that's kind of like what I looked for. And you know, you normally you pick someone like Judy here, or someone someone along those lines that you know were ranked kind of high, or even Rugs for that matter. But Jefferson has that star. Uh, that star capability and that's that's you know you want you want to find someone that can you know can break through the ceiling there and um i kind of see i kind of saw that in the limited uh limited amount of uh, games he's played thus far he's, yeah. he's always he's always gotten separation too surprisingly and he, he knows very good at lsu as well with um with joe burrow played predominantly in the slot there but now he's found his feet well and arguably has been the second best of all the rookie receivers to date as well um i think hard for me personally to disagree with that chiggs would you have gone a different way i i I think it's fair you know i think there's probably a few receivers you could have made a valid case for but yeah can't argue with jefferson there okay so 10th pick then rounding off the first round chiggs who are you going at 10 so it's it's a tricky one um, I'm going to be a little bit controversial. I'm actually going to take Henry Ruggs uh, at ten. I love it. I'm going. I love it. No, no controversy here, sir. Yeah, I thought I thought you might like that. Um, you're talking that, that... about like uh, star quality and you know that sort of game breaking ability, and you know just on that 
play alone yesterday uh, from rugs, right? Where he took it basically, what, 70 odd yards and just completely torched the field. You can see those Tyreek Hill comps. You know, he's not gonna he's not gonna have a lot of volume, he's not gonna be a volume receiver, but he can make those plays and take the ball, you know, uh, to the end zone from distance. See that, that that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of debate that I think he's gonna be a volume receiver. Um, it's, it's just again one of those uh, rookie wide receiver coming in. Um, you know, Carr doesn't like throwing it deep as much, and I think it's it's just kind of just they just gotta get on the same page. And you gotta remember, no preseason, he was out two games. The Raiders look like a different team when he's there, and he can run at full speed. Uh, it kind of opens up, you know, Jacobs. It kind of opens up, you know, you kind of move that safety back. You don't have, you know, they're not boxing up the. Uh, you know they're not playing the run. I think he just adds a different element. Um, the only the only the only certainty is his, is his health. But he's you know the only reason again Alabama didn't use him more is because look at all the wide receivers they had at Alabama when he was there, and he in in, in um in you know with the Raiders he's the only wide receiver at the moment. I mean you're counting Aguilar as I think they're number two right at the moment or number one for that matter. Brian Edwards is out. Um, I th- I think he's going to be that volume guy come end of the season. He's he's going to get the even those little dump offs he's gonna have uh he's gonna have a wide receiver screen they're gonna they're gonna use him more and more once he gets more accustomed to the offense see like i still think darren waller's their their main uh pass catcher oh yeah sorry yeah waller's number one sorry yeah yeah so he, he's their number one i still think brian edwards he obviously hasn't looked great um in the limited time he has played but um you'd expect him to still be that kind of possession receiver uh, it's just I just still think that with Ruggs, it's, it's his speed. Right? They're going to try and use him to stretch the field and you know open up those lanes for Josh Jacobs. And then when they do sort of push up, he can sort of get over the top. But, you know, like, I think they need to find ways to get him more involved because, as you say, um, he hasn't had that yet. Maybe that will develop over the season. But, yeah, I, I just think even even without that, if he, if he does get that that volume as well, then obviously he, then he becomes... You know, he probably jumps up my board even more, but I just think he's got that ability and that star quality that I think I think you were raving about preseason. Yeah, I like it. Uh, you know, he's he's flashed, and uh, not many many rookies have. Um, for me personally, and I'm taking him at number eleven ahead of the running backs is Jerry Judy. Um, I've actually, as a Broncos fan, I've watched quite a bit of as this season and I've liked what I've seen of Judy uh, he's been targeted seven eight nine times every game the Jets game was a bit of an outlier because Broncos just tore him apart through the running game Melvin Gordon had a day but I've been quite impressed with his route running he's had a couple of sloppy drops which has been disappointing a couple of big drops as well particularly against I think the Bucks you know which would have converted to third down but I'm really seeing what I'm liking of the route running He's creating separation. And these are all the things we spoke about preseason. Um, so I own Judy in in our IDP league. And, okay, might not be start-worthy yet, certainly not to the level of a CD lamb, but I'm really liking what I've seen of Judy. And for dynasty purposes, as a 21-year-old receiver, I think he's got immense upside. Um, whereas I've gone quite down now on swift and acres to an extent uh especially this season so yeah judy's my number 11. yeah i, I like that I mean, it was between judy and rugs for me there at 
at 10. Um, you know, the the drop ha- were a little concerning, but hopefully you can kind of get that fixed. Yeah, and he's, he's not played much with Locke. You know, he's had all sorts of Driscoll for a while and then Brett Rippin, uh, Locke for first game. So it's been a bit of a mishmash, but he still had over 50 yards receiving in every game so far. You say he's not startable, but he's still putting up over 10, probably what, 10 to 12 points a game? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, weeks and flex and stuff like that is was actually pretty solid. Yeah, Yeah. no, I I like it. I had to move him out of my starting lineup because of the um, game cancellation this week. But so yeah, uh, Judy for me number eleven. Um, Mo, rounding off the first round, then which way are you going? Uh, I do like that Judy pick. I just had just I guess curiosity here. In a redraft league, there, there's going to be some people with who have short benches that have Judy and Rugs on the waiver wire. Who do you pick for the rest of the season if you have a chance to get one of those? If it's PPR, Judy. If it's not, if it's half PPR or standard, then rugs. Yeah, right. oh. that's fair. All right, yeah. I like that too. All right, uh, I'm in one of those boats in one of my leagues, and um, I was kind, of, I, was, I was kind of torn between them too. Um, uh, the last pick, the, rounding off the first round, I think I'm going to go with Antonio Gibson. He's um, he's going to be used in the major, a lot of different ways there in Washington. They want to make him the lead back. And, um, you know, as, for, as, as far as competition, he has none. And I think they're going to use him more and more uh, this season and come future seasons. And you got to remember, this is one of the players that the new re- regime drafted themselves. So I think he's going he's gonna to play a big role in that offense. And uh, his, up, his, upside's, his, his upside's quite, quite high. So that's interesting because in our rookie draft, here are the remaining running backs who were taken ahead of Gibson. You've got Darrington Evans, Zach Moss, Keyshawn Vaughn, Cam Akers, and DeAndre Swift. So you're taking Gibson ahead of all of those, are you? Correct. Based on what I've seen on how Washington's using him, um, and this is again, this is as his first year. They're gonna the Scott Turner offense. They're gonna they're gonna use him as a CMC type mm-hmm. of role, and um, and and he you know from little, from what I've seen here and there. He's done really well with, 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 with no quarterback there. Um, so, you know, all, all they're doing is focusing on, is on Gibson for the most part. Uh, they're, you know, they're always having an extra person on the box. And I, I just like his upside. Again, I mean, I, I do think talent-wise, I think I would rate Swift higher. Um, I, I wouldn't rate Vaughn that high. Or Cam Akers I would rate higher as well. But I think he's just in a great situation right now. And that he's someone that wouldn't wanna, I, I wouldn't want to miss out on. And again, in a rookie draft, you want someone that just has the potential to be that star guy. And I think Washington's going to try to make him that star guy. It's really going to be his job to you know, lose, essentially. Okay. Now that's a good argument there. Uh, so, Chig, starting off round two then. Pick 13. Yeah, I think, I think I'd have to go DeAndre Swift here now. I think you know, he's probably slid a bit too far. Obviously, he hasn't had great production, but he's still banking on the talent. You know, he's he's being used in the passing game, which is what we wanted to see. You know, he's having uh, about five targets a game. So that, that's quite nice. Um, yeah, and you just hope that Matt Patricia probably either sorts himself out and starts utilising him more or, you know, new coaches come in and, and can unlock it. But, again, it's a bit of a messy backfield, but you're banking on the talent and... Um, 
know, the pass catching yeah, of ability. When, you, when you've got two second rounders, uh, of course, the way to go is Adrian Peterson. Um, classic Lions, to be honest. So. I know. Well, I mean, they they need to sort something out because they just they've not been very good at rushing the ball for a long time now, and that's kind of what knocks on Swift. It's just that. Yeah, I can't remember the last time the Lions had a, a you know, um, a good rushing attack. Mm. It has but, been yeah. some time. Mm. Yeah, and I'm going to follow that pickup with then Cam Akers. Um, I know, again, a bit of a messy backfield there with Henderson, who looks like the lead at the moment, Brown and, of course, Akers. But Akers came in yesterday and he played fairly well. Um, and I think that talent will eventually you know, rise to the top and he will become the lead guy. They're a team that likes to rush the ball. And then if you can get him at around pick 14, then it's really good value. And uh, probably somebody who you can still get for cheaper than it will cost at any other point in the season, just as he's making his comeback from injury, you might have missed the boat to get him for uh, 2021 first. I think you might need to add a bit more to that now. But uh, yeah, I think for... From, from what I've seen, talent is there. It's just whether he can stay um, fit. Would you have gone a different way there, Mo? You no, I, I like that pick. Um, uh, I think I have another player in mind at the moment, but no, I, I, can't, I can't argue with that pick at all. Okay. Pick 15 then. Which way are you going? Going with another controversial pick. Going with Chase Claypool. Ooh. Chase Claypool. Um, uh, you saw his big monster game he put up here. Uh, he also had a good game the game before last. Um, uh, he put up a decent decent stat line there. Last week he was targeted four times but only had one catch. Um, he's seeing the volume that you want to see you know, in, in a wide receiver, especially a rookie wide receiver. James Washington uh, or Johnson haven't really, you know, as you know, we always, you know, we think we spoke highly of Johnson or and then even, you know, some there's some there's some other side, other, spe- other, other people who went with Washington as being the number two there. But this guy's going to be the number two and possible number one if they don't re-sign Juju. And his, I, I, I think, I think pre-draft I liked him at the end of the second, but I only liked him if they turned, they converted him into a tight end. Then they got Ebron, and then I just like, okay, I don't think Chase Pool's Claypool's going to be used a lot. But it, again, one of those situations where they're they're using him quite a bit, and they want to use him, they want to feed him the ball. I mean, he just he's just a nightmare. He's a mismatch. He's a six-four. Who runs like a four three, uh, four four, and linebackers can't cover him, and um, uh, the corners are too small. So I, I think again, I, I kind of see him. I just see him as a huge mismatch, um, and uh, and look, and it looks like the Steelers are using him more and more. And um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure any waiver wire out there, this guy should be your number one pickup. To be fair, though, one thing I would say is Deontay Johnson has looked very good when he's when he's been fit. I had that game against Denver where he. Uh, he looked really good. But obviously, I think after that, he's been limited, right? So I think he came off injured yesterday as well. So yeah, he he was injured, unfortunately. Um, yeah. No, no, I, I totally agree. It, it's would you would you say though? I mean, who would you say next year? Let's say Juju is gone. Who do you think the number one, number two wide receivers are? I think the X receiver is Claypool, but I think the PPR guy to own is Deontay. Yeah, no, I, still, I still think Deontay Johnson, but you know, like the Steelers are very good at churning out these sort of later round, uh, later round wide receivers, right? They just have a, a constant pipeline of, of well, talent. That, that's the funny thing. I think Chase, Kemp, I think he was drafted in the second round. 
Yeah, they took him in the second, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I think people just forgot about Claypool. They were just surprised at. Like, people thought he was going to become a tight end. So I think this is a a wide receiver they're investing in long-term. Would you give a few uh, 2021 first if you think it's going to be late for Claypool? Because normally pick... (sighs) Twelve to fifteen is what you'd give your first future first four. You know that sort. Of, would you? Personally, no. Kind of still worries me about the Steelers. That is, once once Big Ben goes, yeah. Uh, you know who's going to be throwing the ball, right? We saw what happened to Juju uh, last year with uh, Rudolph and uh, Doug Hodges. Hmm. So that, that's the only concern with, with Claypool. But at the same time, you know, if, if you're if you needing to make a move to get a player in that can help you sort of put you over the top for the ship this year, not a bad, uh, not a bad route to go down. Yeah, I, I like Claypool. I like the talent. I think there's a couple of other players I would have taken just personally ahead of him. But let's see if they fall to me. So Chiggs, pick 16. Which way are you going? Um, T Higgins. Okay. That was one yeah. of the guys for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I knew he, I knew you were eyeing him up, so no, was, wasn't going to let him slide to you. Um, no, Big Higgins, um, I, I probably would have taken him over Claypool as well, personally. Uh, you know, big fan. You know, he's looked really good as well. Um, you know, he's taken over from, I feel like AJ Green's probably done now in, in uh, Cincinnati. And it's going to be... Um, Higgins and uh, Tyler Boyd, I think, are the main guys there. For both of them, I kind of feel like they need the presence of an AJ Green just to take the number one guy away Mm -hmm. from them, and that sort of opens up. It'll be interesting how Higgins copes, you know, being in the the primary sort of wide out, but Boyd will always play in the slot. But, yeah, huge fan of Higgins. Um, I traded up aggressively to get him. In one league, you've got him in our other dynasty league. Um, so yeah, big big fan. I mean, I think we were talking about this the other day, right? You know, where would you value him as a in terms of a twenty twenty one pick, right? And I think you were looking around the, the mid mid sort of first, right, next year. Well, oh, I, I really? think he's in the mid. Well, no, I'm saying he's a mid to late. I think he's around that pick eight to ten region. Yeah. Um, K to 10 sort of region if I'm looking to trade and the only reason I was looking to trade is because I've got him and Boyd and I just don't generally like rolling out two receivers from the same team you know I had to do it this week with Watkins and Hill and it kind of worked out okay but I'm just generally not a fan and I think that's too high for me I think I would have I think, I think he's, he's worth where he's at I would say early second but I'll throw in like uh, MVP Flacco or something, you know, that's someone that you plug in, someone you plug in for, uh, you know, a couple of weeks because of injuries. Um, but I don't think I, I, I can't rate T Higgins as a, as a late first, unfortunately. Well, no, I'm Steve. saying next year's next year's. Yeah, first. correct. Correct. Yeah. Next year's late. Like only so like you basically want to trade him for a first rounder, essentially a late first rounder. That's what it would be, you know, if I was to trade. Um, The argument I made with Chiggs was there's obviously a lot of players coming, you know, with name cachet. There's the the quarterbacks and there's 
all the running backs like Chuba Hubbard and Travis Etienne and all that. But they they could easily be next year's DeAndre Swifts and Cam Akers and Keyshawn Vaughns, you know, whereas yeah. T. Higgins is producing now. He's he's got a decent floor, he's getting ten to twelve points every week. And that that project is still in its early days there. So I'm a big fan of Higgins. And I probably would actually, if someone was willing to sell, I'd pro- I'd consider giving a first for him if I thought I was set for many years and don't need the rookie next year. But see, for me, I I, I think I, I agree with you. Although I'll probably say he should be more of a late first for me. So probably that ten to twelve range. Yeah, um, fair enough. But yeah, it, it's close. But yeah, you're right. I, I just think some of the receivers coming out next year, their upside. You know, you know, like Jamar Chases, Rondell Moore. Yeah. You know, these yeah. guys are, you know, um, Devonta Smith. They're, they're these guys you can see being, you know, your New Hopkins and um, Devonta Adams of the world, right? So, yeah, but yeah, yeah, some some of them are ranked pro- even higher than C.D. Lamb and you know the top receivers coming out of this class. Yeah, so so, so next year's receiver class for for the listeners is, I'd say, in terms of high-end talent, um, is better than this year's class. I think think this year's class was great in terms of the depth of quality wide receivers. You were still getting guys like Michael Pittman, Brian Edwards, T. Higgins in in round two. Um, But, you know, yeah, the the ceiling of the the Jamar Chasers and Rondell Moores, you know, they're even higher than potentially CeeDee Lamb. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a special, hopefully special wide receiver class next year. But yeah, I mean T Higgins, as you say, is producing now, right? So would I pay a late first to get him in? He's going to help me win the the ship this year. I probably would. I think the upside is he's twenty one. So even if he doesn't help you win the ship now, you're getting someone yeah. who's producing as opposed to you know a risk next year because you you're just looking at some of the rookies in the first this year, as I was saying, you know, who've not really delivered yet. So it's whether you want someone, uh, I'm a, I'm a fan. We're both fans, you know, we've got him in our leagues. So not trying to put at the big sell on, cause I'm not going to be disappointed to keep him by any means, just the, what I would value him at. So what have we done? That was pick 16. So here's where it gets interesting. Cause when we were doing a rookie drafts, this was sort of Denzel Mims territory. Um, or you know, Michael Pittman still not being picked. I, I, I think for me, I have to go. So if you don't take this player now, I guarantee Mo's going to take him in the next pick. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, I am taking him. So sorry, Mo. <laughs> I'm taking Jalen Rager um, at yeah. pick at fifteen. Uh, but just goes to show, you know, he was um, bona fide first rounder in most rookie drafts. Uh, Eagles had very limited sort of receiver options. They have even less now with big players being injured. And where you're seeing the likes of Greg Ward and uh, Travis Fulgham flourishing, I think the opportunity is massive for Rager when he does finally come in. If they can just, I mean, it sounds like a broken record with the Eagles, but if they can just keep players healthy, they've got a lot of upside there on offense. So for me, it was Rager. There was one other player I did consider, but let's see if he falls to me in a few picks. So, Mo, mm. over to you. Pick 18. I got two players, and I want to give him my second player because I'm hoping he falls. Um, oh, Man. 
I, I think the talent's still here with this guy as well, and I think I have to go with Pittman. Um, again, just injured, tough situation, but that team has no weapons on wide receiver because T.Y. looks terrible. Um, and I think maybe that might be one of the reasons why uh, Rivers is struggling a little bit, but uh, I think Pittman uh, Pittman's one of those that will... You know his he I I, I had faith him in I had faith in him uh, earlier in, in you know preseason. I unfortunately did not have a piece of him until I made a trade for him uh, recently, um, which I think I then gave up a third round and Michael Davis for. That's a good trade, uh, that. And so uh, yeah, I'm ho- I'm hoping you know just again tough tough season. He's a rookie. I think I still have uh, I, I I have faith in him, and I think he's again in a, in one of those ideal landing spots where. Um, he could be, uh, you know, the number one wide receiver there come next year. Hopefully, he gets to play the second half here. Okay, that's fair. That wasn't the guy I had in mind, so he's still available. Oh Let's yeah, see. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, uh, Jigs. I think I, I think I know who you have in mind. Let's see. Uh, so I'm um, I'm taking Brandon Ayuk. Oh uh, man. Okay. Um, really excited by what I've seen of him so far. That um, Carl Shanahan offense, that uh, that that run he made last week uh, <laughs> was pretty. <laughs> cool. No, um, yeah, look, he's. It's going to be a creative offense, right? So he's not going to be your kind of um, your your typical receiver, but they're going to be creative with these guys and find ways to to get them. If you, basically, if you like Debo Samuel, you have to like this guy. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like both. My worry is it's just I don't rate Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's a oh, very yeah. average quarterback. And they, they're very much a run-first team. Now, they do use that to establish the play action, and that's where Kittle really eats or, you know, sometimes receivers. It's just my concern is always the San Francisco 49ers receivers just seem a lot more boom-bust than I'd like for a top team. But that's my only concern. And I'm a Debo owner, you're an Ayuk owner. So, you know, both got that sort of thinking. Mo, would you have gone Ayuk here? Um, I would actually, I was actually, I would actually go my second player. I like Ayuk. I can't argue with that. Um, uh, as a player, I love him. I just think he was in a tough landing spot. But uh, I, I guess since you're picking next, um, I'm going to uh, just guess. I think, I think I'm going to take the player you, <laughs> you would, but let's see. Uh, so, what are we now? Pick. 20 pick 20 yep lavisca chenault um yeah came in with uh came into the draft with a first round grade from many analysts then he got injured during the season and also at the combine and you know a lot of concerns about his injury has blow away speed uh colorado kid as well i think he's impressed at jacksonville for a team that's generally struggling so, um, yeah, for me, it was an easy pick. And he's actually showing up to be someone with a decent PPR floor. I think the lowest he's got on any week was around 10. But just this weekend against the Texans, he put up 16-17 against the Bengals week before, 15-16. Did that in week one against the Colts. So, yeah, I'm liking what I've seen from Chenault. Um, and it's funny because it's kind of in the range that he went before. It's one pick earlier, but... Other players have moved up and down, where Chenault's value is sort of held steady, and I think he's been quite impressive. I would have actually taken him ahead of um, Michael Pittman personally, just because 
I think it's a bit messy, that situation at the Colts. They've got a lot of, you know, Paris Campbell will be back soon and he looked like Phil Rivers is sort of the apple of his eye for a while. But uh, was that your guy, Mo? Or have I left yep. him to you? No, that was Chenault. That was my boy Chenault. I actually liked him back in the day. Um, uh, I just, just never, I just, I never, I, I, I think I debated on getting, taking him. I think when, uh, when Chicks took IU, because he was the guy I really wanted. And then when he took him, I debated on taking Chenault, but then I wanted to screw Chicks over, so I took Love. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that's the guy who I thought you were going to get. Well, okay. since you took him, um, uh, I'm going to, Probably take someone else you're maybe targeting later on. Uh, I'm gonna take Joshua Kelly. Yeah, like he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys that has moved up in the rankings. I think he's he was being drafted in the third round. Um, I, I you know I think he adds a nice complement role there in in um uh, there in L.A. He's uh he's you know again he's I think we've discussed he's more of the Melvin Gordon there. Um, I think uh, again just the first year you know I think he's got a high upside. I don't see anyone else out there at this moment um, that would take over him at running back position. Um, and, um, and then again, you, you, you know, we'll, we'll see how he does tonight. Tonight's going to be a telling tale, uh, whether that's a good pick or not, but um, I, I like his upside again. Yeah. I think it's hard to argue that. I like that pick a lot. Uh, Chigs rounding off then uh, round two. So what do you pick? 22. Yeah, um, probably sticking with a running back here and uh, Zach Moss. I think um, obviously, unfortunately, been injured, um, injured last sort of few weeks. But you know, he's getting some work. I think he was getting the goal line work as well. Um, the start of the season, you know, we've obviously talked about Josh Allen being the uh, the goal line back for um, the Bills, but. Their offense looks really good. He's sort of taken a step forward, and um, you know I think Zach Moss will get more opportunities in the red zone. But you know his, his ceiling's always always going to be capped by um, by Singletary being there. But yeah, and we've seen when one of them gets injured, the opportunity really opens up. So when Moss was out a couple of weeks, Singletary had some great games. Um, and even got the first rushing touchdown from a Bills running back in, <laughs> I think they said in like a year or something. Uh, so I don't like, don't hate that pick. Uh, player that's fallen down considerably, probably because of injury, would be my pick then at 23, and that's Denzel Mims. Now, I know the Jets have looked horrifically bad. Um, Adam Gase is obviously a coach that none of us are fans of. I think it's safe to say. Um, and Mims has been injured, so it's you know, hard to judge him. But I think he was drafted in the first for a reason. Uh, he was talked up as being an early first for a reason. And, um, yeah, I think uh, Mims, when he comes back, just gives crowd, sorry, um, Donald, uh, you know, just a, an additional weapon to throw to. At the moment, it seems like it's Crowder, and that's about it. Then there's a bunch of nobodies there. Uh, Herndon's been disappointing as a tight end. So, yeah, for me, I think once Mims comes in, um, he'll be he'll be good. Maybe not this year, and we did say that, but longer term, you know, end of the second, I think he holds good value there. Mo, do you want to round off then round two? Um, ooh. 
I think I'm gonna have to go with uh, being a super flex. I'm gonna go with Jordan Love. I'm gonna still uh, still have faith in the Green Bay recruiting. Um, a QB recruiting method mythology they have. Um, I, I know you're sitting him for another two years, at the very least. Um, but uh, I mean, they probably those those scouts and those recruits know more than I do. And um, I, I mean, I like I like I like Love in college. I actually liked him better than Herbert. So uh, maybe there's maybe there's big potential there for you know down the years. Yeah, and chances are, if you're picking at the end of the second, you're the champion. So you know, if you can get those quarterbacks in those positions where you know it's almost guaranteed he will one day be the starter that's not a bad position to be in um of course you know trades and stuff could have happened so it might not be the champion is picking there but uh yeah i like that pick let's do round three then quickly chiggs who's your pick 25 um uh, gonna stick with uh, QBs just because obviously the Superflex premium and it's uh, Jalen Hurts purely because you know Carson Wentz has looked pretty bad at times this year. Um, so you can see, you know, I've been talked about it before, you can see a path for um, for Hurts taking the starting job there. So you know, I'll gamble on that, yeah. Um, it, it almost feels like it's inevitable as well that uh, something's going to happen there. Third round is where, obviously, you don't tend to get those starters. You're looking at those next man up kind of thing. And I think for me, I'm going to go with Darren. It hasn't done in training, but the opportunity is huge. It's a team that definitely runs the ball first, so... I don't know, Mo, if I've just uh, sniped you there. But you have me, a little bit, sir. You have. Oh, I have. Okay. <laughs> I do not apologize. Um, <laughs> so your first pick of the third round, what's that pick? 26, 27. Mm. Again, super flex tight end premium. I'm going to stand by the talent behind uh, um, Troutman. I think, again, he's, you know, yes, he's been disappointed the last two. I mean, I think last game when Cook Cooks out, but I mean, I don't. I haven't seen many tight ends that excel, you know, in, in the first half of their rookie season. And um, I still think he's 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 got the skill level to be like an you know another Kittle level tight end when it comes to receiving uh, on the receiving side. And I think he still struggles with blocking, but um, I, I think the talent's there. So uh, yeah, you know, you're shooting for the moon here. So that's, I'm going. I'm going with Troutman. Okay. And Chiggs, pick 28. Um, going to go with Gabriel Davis. Oh, that was going to be my next pick. did not. Oh, that was good pick. That was going to be my next pick. Yeah. Um, Snipe me. Yeah. He's uh, two touchdowns already. Um, obviously, Cole Beasley's getting on. Um yeah, he's shown he can make plays. And I say a lot I like that offense going forward. You see Josh Allen taking the step forward. And uh yeah, Dave Davis has looked all right. Yeah, not Big. just Beasley, um John Brown as well. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, I think he's done well as a rookie. Yeah, I was I was eyeing him up. I thought I'd get him later in the round, but <laughs> I was in the same thing. I was like, I have a few picks. I have a few picks until Davis. You have in that you case him. then. You've already got him in the league, haven't you? I have, yeah. I'm a big fan. He was, he was amazing at UCF. 
had great numbers at UCF. Obviously, a smaller school in the scheme of things, but came into the league and you knew he's just, you know, that he is behind veteran receivers with Diggs and Beasley and Smokey Brown, but um, he's, he's come on sooner than I thought he would, but I'm a big fan of the talent, that's for sure. So what is that? 29 now. Uh, he's fallen quite a lot compared to rookie drafts, but Brian Edwards, I think, um, you know, not really had a chance to show much. Uh, but as you mentioned before, the Raiders offense is looking good and they do need those receivers. Uh, I think once they can get Edwards, Ruggs and Waller all playing together, you might see a lot of creativity um, and a lot of sort of yardage and touchdowns from those three. So um, while I think he's just, you know, he did play a couple of games uh, this late in the third. Yeah, I'd probably say Brian Edwards. I like that pick. Mo? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the person you drafted, I believe, in TBC, Anthony McFarland. I think um, uh, he's... I, well, we'll see what that we'll see what Pittsburgh does with Connor as well. I think he's going to be a free agent this year. Um, again, injury concerns. You know, if once he gets injured, uh, I think McFarland's going to be. Um, he 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 has he has the upside to be uh, the back there and all down back up uh, up there in uh, Pittsburgh. So um, uh, yeah, McFarland. Okay, that's pick thirty. Chigs pick thirty-one. Yeah, we're starting to get into. Uh sort of difficult territory you know aren't we what, what, what about your boy uh Keyshawn Wan huh yeah he's a uh, he's sliding he's sliding he's sliding past me here so you can think of- <laughs> 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 yeah he is um I don't really know what's going on there to be honest but he uh hasn't really got a light has he uh Bit of a dart throw, but um, Quintus Cephas from uh, Detroit. I think that first game when um, Kenny Galladay was was out, I think he had ten targets. Yeah. Um, again, I, I'm just basically taking a dart throw here on someone that actually could fill in, and you know, if he's getting that kind of volume, in, you know, in his in his first game, then. You know, maybe there's something there. Well, I think at pick 32, I kind of have to take Keyshawn Vaughn uh, just because I think in the fullness of time, there will be opportunity for him. But obviously, considering he was going as early as late first round, as even in Superflex leagues, uh, I'm glad I dodged that bullet. And I was saying at the time, not a big fan of his surprise that they took him in the second round. Uh, of their draft but this in a rookie draft or what can we call this a rookie reassessment (laughs) i think he uh i think he holds good upside so mo right pick 33 darnell mooney ah you i think i i think he's an interesting he's he's an interesting player he's please played he's he's been targeted quite a bit Uh, i think i want to say he is uh the number two wide receiver there up in chicago at the moment um he's at yeah, he's he's had more looks than um, I believe who uh, Amir quoted to be the next Ridley. 
Um, uh, was it the next Ridley or sorry, who was it? The next, uh, <laughs> next Michael Thomas, my next Michael Thomas. I'm sorry. It wasn't even Ridley <laughs> level. It was Michael Thomas level. That's right. Um, uh, Anthony Miller. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, he's, I think, I think I li- actually liked him uh, early on and he was the one guy I was actually going to take with my last pick of last year's draft. So I got sniped up, uh, by, uh, Imran, I believe, but yeah, um, he's, 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 he's got good upside and, you know, and, uh, uh, what do you call it? Robinson's going to be a free agent next year. Um, granted, you don't know what's going to happen with that QB position there, but uh, he he could be he could end up being uh, you know you know at least, at least number number one number two wide receiver up in Chicago for the future. I like it. Yeah, he got nine targets against the Colts. Um, you know, so he's being targeted already. Uh, right, last three picks then. Chiggs, pick thirty four. Probably gonna be Van Jefferson. Still, um, you know he's flashed. And then I know uh, of obviously now. I think um, longer term, which kind of obviously limits his you know his upside there. But you know what I have seen of him, you know. His route running was obviously one of the things that we we talked about coming into the into the draft, and um, he's demonstrated you know some nice stuff there. It's just you know he's going to be, I think he's going to require an injury or a trade to one of those other guys to to make that next step up. But yeah, in, in, in this late in the third, bearing in mind I think I took him at the back end of the second in our draft. Yeah, I like like the talent, like the upside. Cool. Uh, I like it. Uh, for me, it's one of two running backs here. So let's see if Mo takes one at 36. But I'll go AJ Dillon. Um, I think he slid a little bit just because of how awesome Aaron Jones has been. But it does just show if something was to happen to Jones, there's huge opportunity potentially available. So um, AJ Dillon's the guy for me at 35. Mo, who's your pick at 36? I presume you're probably leaning towards Perrine. Um, uh, yeah. But um, I'm going to stay away from that Jets, uh, just that Jets team in general. Um, I'm actually going to go with uh, Tyler Johnson. I like what I've seen thus far. Um, I think he's going to, he's going to, he's, 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 I, I actually think he's going to, he's going to, he's going to pass Scotty Miller at the end of the year to be the number three wide receiver with the Bucks there. Um, it, 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 again, it's one at this point, you're just kind of shooting for the moon. I think the town, the town's there. Um, I, I just didn't like all the, all the players he had in front of him, but, uh, I mean, you're going to have some free aid. You're going to have some, I mean, I think God, Goodwin, Godwin's contracts coming up. Um, Evans is still signed there, but, uh, Johnson, I mean, I, he's, he's, he's an interesting, he's just an interesting, what do you call it? Uh, just a pick, just a little flyer that, that I like on that team. Okay, no, um, I don't hate it at all. Yeah, I would have gone to Michael P. Ryan, uh, considering it's Lev Bell and uh, Frank Gore sort of ahead of him. I think there's opportunity there in the longer term. Um, and running backs, we've seen, you know, injuries can happen at any given time. So, uh, as I know in my redraft leagues, <laughs> struggling with uh, running back depth. But uh, okay, so that was a reassessment of the. Um, Superflex, Titan Premium, Rookie Draft uh, after week five. We'll maybe do one of these again later in the year, see how our 
changed if there's any big movers and shakers. But uh, for now, that's uh, episode 37 in the bag. And that's me signing out. Chigs. See you, folks. And Mo. Giddy up.